This is Hallway Chats, where we talk with some of the unique people in and around WordPress. Together, we meet and chat with folks you may not know about in our community. With our guests, we'll explore stories of living and of making a living with WordPress. And now the conversation begins. This is episode 36. Welcome to Hallway Chats. I'm Tara Clays. And I'm Liam Dempsey. Today we're joined by Miriam Goldman. Miriam is the lead web developer at Pondstone Digital Marketing, a digital marketing agency in Ottawa, Canada. She's been a web developer for over 12 years, has been working with WordPress since 2008. She is one of the co-organizers of WordCamp Ottawa and speaks at various WordCamps across North America. Outside of web development, she is a black belt in karate and also a competitive Latin ballroom dancer. Hi, Miriam. How are you? Hi, Liam. I'm good. You? Very well, thanks. Hey, Miriam. Nice to see you. Nice to see you, too. Welcome. I'd like to hear a little bit more about you and uh, your ballroom dancing and your black belt, but especially about your, uh, your interaction with WordPress and our community. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, so I got into web development pretty early, so uh, I just kind of fell into it, and WordPress I kind of just stumbled upon in 2008, and I just really fell in love with it, and I just built up on it more and more, and I managed to get jobs that used WordPress as their content management system, do a little bit of freelancing on the side, and that's pretty. And then I got involved with the WordPress and the WordCamp community just by chance. I started just attending. And then my boss at the time said, you should speak. So I started to speak. Then I became good friends with uh, Megan Haynes and Sean Hooper here in Ottawa. They encouraged me to join the organizing team. And so that's how I became uh, one of the co-organizers. And I believe I am taking on speaker lead for WordCamp Ottawa 2018, but it hasn't been finalized yet. Excellent. Uh, t- is WordCamp Ottawa pretty large? How many people attend that one? A uh, couple hundred. I think we had somewhere between 150 and 200 last year. I don't recall the numbers. Okay. Okay. But it's it's pretty good because um, there's a core of people who come up, like they come in from Toronto and Hamilton or they come in from Montreal. So the cities are pretty close to each other. Like it's, it's two hour drive to Montreal from here and it's about a four or five hour drive to Toronto. So the kind of like the Eastern Canada WordPress community is actually pretty large and people just go from city to city because it's pretty easy to get here. Yeah. Great. Before we talk more about WordPress and web development, uh, tell me a little bit about the relationship between being a black belt in karate and a ballroom dancer. Well, I started with karate first. I started that about 10 and a half years ago because I wanted to get fit. And I was watching a karate class before a kickboxing class. And I said, that looks fun. I'm going to try it. So with that, I got discipline and uh, self-confidence. And the ballroom came out because I liked watching Dancing with the Stars. Ah. When I got my first level black belt seven years ago, I wanted to do something else to build different muscles. So I found a studio that just had group classes. So I did that for a couple of years, took a little bit of a break. And then I went back and the studio I was at at the time, um, she had just brought in a new teacher who had uh, just come over from Russia. And she had a special on 
private classes. So I did that. And he was the one who encouraged me to compete. So we do Pro-Am, which is essentially like Dancing with the Stars, but for non-celebrities is how I tell people. So <laughs> wow. I, dan- I danced with my teacher and we only do competitions here in Canada. We've only done Montreal and Ottawa right now. So I actually have a competition in about three weeks. Wow. What is your preferred style or do you have to do them all? Um, right now, because I came from a non-dancing background, I only started with the three main Latin dances. So cha-cha, rumba, and samba. And I literally just added jive this year. Wow. Good for you. That is great. I know there are a couple of other people that I follow on Twitter and the WordPress community who are ballroom dancers. So maybe there's some correlation between that and WordPress. Yeah, I think uh, Raquel down in Phoenix yes. is also a dancer. Yeah, and Morton, I believe, also. Yes, we talked about that in Seattle this year. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I about think... karate. Tell me about karate. What, 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 sorry, Sarah, I cut you off on that. I apologize. What, uh, what, I'm not sure what, the, what branch or what vein of karate do you, do you study? So our school is a mix between Shotokan and Shitoryu. It's mostly the Shotokan katas. And so, again, I just did it because I wanted to get fit and it looked cool. And I like to watch Power Rangers when I was a teenager. So I was <laughs> like, let's go back and visit my uh, teenage years again. And I just fell in love with it as time went on. And it's got me fit. It's given me self-confidence. And now that I'm one of the senior black belts at my school, I teach. And that was one of the things I wanted to do as a kid. So it kind of just all ties together. And it's just the community I've made. Some of my best friends are from my karate dojo. Oh, my gosh. That's wonderful. I I think I heard you say that when you got your first belt. So I'm guessing you are what degree now? I'm a third degree black belt, which I got about a year and a half ago. Wow, that's very impressive. Congratulations. Thanks. I'm staying here for now, so no more testing in the near future. Now I get to watch others get tested. <laughs> love it. I love it. That's wonderful. Okay, so now that we've gotten all that fun conversation out of the way, and fascinating, by the way, uh, let's talk a little bit about your background and, and what drove you to be interested in web development to begin with and, and sort of what your specialties are in that. So I started off um, in middle school um, with GeoCities, as a lot of people my age did. So I was a big Sailor Moon fan back then. And so I was like, I want to talk about Sailor Moon. So I decided to just play around on the internet because my dad got it for us when I was in grade five. He got me into computers at a very, very young age. There's a picture floating around somewhere at his place of me, maybe two or three years old, sitting on his lap playing on his Commodore 64, playing the Sesame Street educational game. So I got into GeoCities and I self-taught myself HTML. And I started building Sailor Moon fan pages. And then I got into Star Trek, so I did Star Trek pages. And I just kind of fell into front-end development and I just did it for fun all the time thinking that I was going to go into some biology or teaching degree. And then that wasn't working out for me in university. So my manager at the Farm Boy, which is a grocery store here in Ottawa, she mentioned to me that she's like, you're always talking about stuff you do on the internet. Why don't you look into that as a career? 
So I found a vocational college and I got a diploma in web development. And I got my first job six weeks later. And I've just been doing it ever since. So I'm, my strengths are in front-end development, but I also do back-end, basically hacking plugins and themes with PHP if I need to. Wow. The vocational college, how, how many years was that to get it that was, degree? That was actually, it was one of those for-profit colleges. I don't know if they have them down in the States, but mm-hmm. they have like the for-profit colleges where you work at your own pace. Yeah. So my program was supposed to be a year, but I did it in nine months. Okay. And were all of the things that they taught you relevant to what you're doing today? Uh, The core of it, like the core JavaScript is still relevant today. The core DOM, even though that was before HTML5, was still relevant today and testing principles, but a lot of it has just been outdated. They were teaching us Visual Basic 6 then, so... That's not even relevant today. Yeah. What's your favorite uh, thing to do in web development? You say you're mostly front end, but you do some back end too. Do you have a favorite thing? I really, my favorite thing is actually playing in the back end and just, um, and some people find it weird, but I actually like the database optimization. Okay. Because I like to like have a clean database and sometimes it's fun if I'm on a development site to tinker with uh, the joins and see what other relationships I can get. And if I'm like, I haven't done it in a while, but if I have to build a custom plugin, it's nice to just go in and plan it all out and figure out what should the database relationship be? How do I want to structure this? And then what's the best way to get it through the code? And where are you learning about database optimization and management? Because that is... That's not the casual web developer's approach to getting into things. I, what are your tools? Not you know what programs, but how did you learn that? I mean, I, I get where you got excited about it because it's really cool stuff. But how did you, aside from just playing around with it and breaking it and then trying to fix it? It was mostly where do that. you learn? It was mostly that, and um, I got the I guess the foundation in college. And other than that, I just used Google and Stack Overflow. Stack Overflow is your web developer's best friend. <laughs> you heard it here first. So um, I love that you have this multidimensional stuff, and I'm so glad we started talking to you about your hobbies. Um, I think a lot of times we get caught up in our space, and you can you can get absorbed in code for a long time. So it's great that you have these other things in your life. We talk about success on hallway chats. And so I'm going to ask you one of our questions, which is how do you define success? And, and uh, in your personal, in your personal life, your work life, what does success mean to you? That's a kind of convoluted, but to distill it down to one thing, I would say success is happiness. If I'm happy with what I'm doing and if, especially if I can make somebody else happy. Like today I did something at work and I just hear this cheer come from the other room. And I'm like, and we're sending stickers back and forth. My colleague and I in Google Hangouts because I got something done quicker than expected. So it's success is happiness and knowing that I'm making a difference because some people think that web development is just doing it. Oh, you built a web page. who cares? But 
to some people, having their presence on the web is very important. And sometimes just helping people fix bugs and uh, just expressing their gratitude to me. So it doesn't matter if like I have like the, I'm the top dog at a company or anything. If I have a stable job and I'm happy with where I work, which is 120% correct right now, then I consider that success, at least in the professional sense. And then happiness is also in the personal sense. Like I keep myself well-rounded, as I mentioned, and I've got a dog who I love to cuddle with and everything. So I make sure that I have time for myself, for my friends and family, and it's just balancing it all out. And to me, that's success. If I'm happy, then I'm successful. A happy life is a wonderful thing, but assessing happiness can be a challenge, right? The, the yeah. kind of happiness we might feel when the website we launched is well-received is one level. And when our code works, that's another level too. Uh, how do you assess your real inner happiness? You know, how do you know that deep within you are happy? What kind of approach do you take to assess that for yourself? I think I just take the quiet times in my life and I just sit down. I think I'm like, okay, so is there something I'm really missing in my life right now? Is there something that's really deep down bugging me? And if there's not, then I consider myself happy. What would you say is the most important thing that you do every day uh, related to happiness? It's um, taking time for myself. So before work, every morning, I get up, walk the dog, have my coffee, and I cuddle with him. And that's a routine I've been doing for the past five years. And it's just, I guess, mentally preparing for the day. It's not meditation, but it's just having that routine. And I'm very much a routine-oriented person. And just following that through. And if I deviate it, then I feel off-kilter for that day. So if I stay with that, it just helps me stay stable. So I'm going to be a little bit silly here and say, I often like to cuddle my coffee too, because it's so tasty. <laughs> yeah, especially on cold mornings. <laughs> I think she's Tell me about your dog. dog. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, I, I know. Tell her dog. <laughs> I have a little uh, Jack Russell Corky mix who I adopted uh, five years ago, and he's the perfect apartment dog. So. His favorite thing to do is just cuddle up. Like right now, he's literally in front of my laptop on the couch, just lying down. So he's quiet. He's very affectionate. He loves people. He's pretty good with the cold, which is important when you live in Canada. <laughs> and yes. it's very good for me because for the longest time, I was just living by myself in an apartment with new, no roommates and like I'm not married I don't have a boyfriend so it was kind of like I felt alone in a sense and then I was encouraged to adopt a dog and I did and I can't imagine life without having him around now mm. I adopted a dog also I adopted a dog to get me out of the house and out walking and meeting my neighbors and then I adopted a dog who doesn't like strangers. So now I have to walk on the other side of the street when somebody's walking by. So I'm glad you found a cuddly dog who uh, who likes people. Um, but dogs in general, they do. They give you that that love that I think is it's hard to to relate to until you have a dog. Exactly. Yeah. What's your dog's name? 
His name is Sasha. Okay. I thought you were going to have a shout out to Sasha. Yeah. (laughs) I was expecting some kind of karate or Japanese type name. No, it was, that was the name he had at the shelter and it seemed to just suit him. And so I didn't bother changing it. Excellent. Excellent. I want to ask about your focus on routine and how it throws you out if, if you don't have that morning routine, because that is something that I also face. And I find that it's mostly managing my own expectations around routine rather than the expectations of those around me. And I wonder how or what mechanisms you have for when life prevents you from having the routine that, that, that works best for you in that morning. How do you, how do you adjust? How do you get back into line on any given day so that you can make the best of whatever else comes your way that day? Um, I just probably take a lot of deep breaths and I try and take time to be like, okay, so this didn't happen to like a round of coffee and I forgot my cash, so I can't go and pick up coffee on the way to work. So, okay, deep breath. You can survive without coffee. Get through this and just take the time. And maybe I'm a bit quieter that day. Maybe I'll just keep to myself. But it's more of a matter of the mental discipline, just being like, okay, this is not the end of the world. Something has changed today, but life goes on the world is not going to end because i don't have coffee today Mm -hmm. oh i don't know if liam would agree with that i struggle with that but then again i'm not a third degree black belt (laughs) Uh, on a serious note though i mean that kind of focus to to achieve a a degree like a third degree black belt and i appreciate it's a lot of memorization it's a lot of physical rigor right those those tests are not casual, uh, take it home and relax tests. And the competitive ballroom dancing, you know, those are, they're sweaty, right? The cameras don't zoom yep. in on them right away. <laughs> it's hard work. It's, it looks fun. It looks amazing, but it's hard work. How do those habits and practices and, and exercises, how do they help you cope outside of, getting the next degree or winning the competition? Uh, it's just the pure exercise to bring it back to its basic uh, essence. I mean, some people love going to the gym and do other things. I just found ballroom and karate were my thing. So just having that adrenaline and the endorphins flow through you when you exercise. And it's great because I could have, everybody has off days. Sometimes I can have the like the most off day possible at work. Say I'm putting out fires all day and, or a client is not happy with something. And then I either go to um, the dojo or I go to the dance studio and either I have an amazing class or my dance teacher is just being silly and makes me laugh. And then we just go in and go full out on our routine and I come out just feeling much better. Part of it's the endorphins and part of it is just being able to put aside everything else and just being like, ah, this is my release. Yeah. Well, having just got off the treadmill right before this <laughs> conversation, yes, I get that. I, I think, Tara, you were probably going to say something similar. Well, I was going to say that unlike running or other, I was, I'll, I'll make air quotes, more traditional you know, exercise, uh, ballroom dancing and, and um, 
getting a black belt karate is, as Liam mentioned, they take a lot of discipline and concentration. And one thing about running is you don't really have to think about what you're doing and where your feet are going or where your hands are going. So um, it sounds like that is a release for you, but it also sounds like it must be also challenging to have a, a day where you're concentrating so much on code and then to go into something, you're shifting your brain, but you're still, your brain is still really turned on. Do you ever yeah. turn your brain off? <laughs> Some days, like I try and do it mostly in weekends. So weekends, I'm not, it's good because I work Monday through Friday, like nine to five, the, you, your usual typical job. But it's nice because weekends I can just turn it off and sometimes I just go and I binge shows or my friends call me up and be like, hey, we are going to binge watch Star Trek Discovery, for example. And so, oh, I love it. I love Star Trek. (laughs) And so it's just nice to just sit in front of the TV, put on Netflix and just binge a bunch of things or go out to a movie with uh, my brother and just... Basically, just not really think, if, especially if you go to a movie that you're just like, eh, okay, I got this with uh, my free points from my um, loyalty program. So I'll see it, but if I don't pay attention, it's not like necessary. It's not one of those mental movies. It's one like an action thriller or something like Marvel. You don't always have to think about what's going on. You just like watching the stuff being blown up. Shutting off is kind of nice. Uh, I get that. But let me let me take us back into into the workplace, back into the office. And you you told us what you like to do, and what you enjoy. And I wonder, as a as a developer, and you being the developer, me not the developer, what is your least favorite thing to do as a developer? Not all the office stuff. And how do you get yourself to go at it in a productive? professional efficient way i have to say that testing is actually my least favorite part of the job especially cross-browser testing and especially if you have to support an older version of a particular browser which will remain unnamed right now that um, is not being used a lot except for for some niche market and you have to cater to that niche market so again, it all comes down to the mental disciplines like, okay, I have to do this. So for lack of a better word, suck it up buttercup and just get to it. Yeah, that, that's easier said than done. But I, I, I see Tara leaning into the mic and I imagine she says that's where the black belt and the ballroom dancing focus come in, that focus on routine and the willingness to push yourself into a discomfort, right? You know, exactly. To get to where you want to be. Yeah. I found it a lot harder earlier in my career. Maybe it's because I was younger then, but I didn't have the same discipline. So going back to what at the beginning is karate has given me the self-confidence and self-discipline and not just in life in general, but I've been able to port it over to my professional life as well. So it's helped me to deal with the tasks that I consider unpleasant or aren't my favorite thing to do in the world. I'm going to shift gears. Um, I wanted to ask you, I heard I heard and saw on social media or something, just a, a really great response to a panel that you had, I believe it was in Seattle over the summer. Yes. So I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that panel um, and what it was about and, and what was so um, well-received about it, what was so great about it. 
Yeah, so uh, myself and Rachel Cherry from uh, Los Angeles had both submitted a woman in WordPress panel to WordCamp Seattle. And so she had panelists, but not a good description. I had a great description, but no panelists. So the organizer asked if we would join forces and we both said, why not? So we talked over Slack. And so there is myself, uh, Bridget Willard, uh, Tessa Crystal. I'm sorry, Tessa, if I'm saying your last name wrong. And then uh, Francesca uh, Marano, I believe, is her last name, mm-hmm. who came in from Italy. And so there was all of us. I moderated. And it was just a woman in WordPress panel talking about our achievements, our struggles, and what advice we could give to women just starting out, whether they're young, old, basically just getting started out in the WordPress world. And I think especially with society, with everything that's been going on with the Me Too movement and all that, I think it was well-received because it was all women talking about their experiences and advice. And it seems like that's something that was needed because a lot of women needed that encouragement to get started and just to hear our stories. Yeah. What motivated you to do this? What has been your experience as a woman in WordPress, as a, as a developer and just in general? In tech? Well, it's been a lot better over the past couple of years. In my early career, it was a lot of, perhaps it was a combination of the fact that I started quite young and the fact that I'm a woman, but I found a lot of people just, I guess, to loosely use the term mansplaining things to me and looking down saying, oh, you're a woman, we can't do that. Let's go to the male developers. So there is that. And what motivated me to do this was coming from the fact that I didn't want to do a traditional talk at WordCamp Ottawa. I wanted to do a panel and I'm like, I'm see- and I, I was motivated by all the things going on in outside of the WordPress world. I'm like, hey, why don't I put this uh, together and got some people coming from Montreal, from Toronto, some local people from Ottawa, and we did it, and it went over very well in Ottawa. So we did it this summer in Ottawa, and that's what motivated me to just be like, I want to travel. I've never been to Seattle. And so I just threw in the application, thought nothing of it, and then I get the email say, yeah, you've been accepted. I'm like, Guess I better find my way to Seattle. <laughs> did you open it up to questions from the audience? Uh, yes, we did. So I don't recall all of them, but I do remember one question that, uh, in particular was that uh, a gentleman came up at the end and asked how men could help us more. Hmm. And I don't remember the responses, but we got some really good responses. And the best thing is we ran out of time pretty much in all the panels that we did. And especially in Seattle, what was great is that they had a speaker Q&A lounge afterwards. And we were there for at least an hour, maybe an hour and a half talking with women coming up to us. We just wanted to learn more. Wow. That's great. That's great. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that that went over so well. And um, I believe you're going to be doing more of those panels. Yeah. Um, Word camps. Yeah. I have, I guess I can announce it, but mm-hmm. um, I'll be doing it in WordCamp Miami. Yeah. And I've applied to WordCamp London as in London, England. 
So though the call for speakers closes at the beginning of February, so as of the time of this recording, I don't know if I got accepted or not. And I might throw it out at some other word camps um, later on in the year, but just don't know at this point. But it's just a great idea and a concept. And even if I throw it up and I step back and be like, okay, great. You want all these panelists? Let them take over. But it's just good to get the word out there and put the bug in people's ears. Yeah. Well, congratulations. That's great. Um, I want to ask you about advice and and maybe even transitioning from that, perhaps you could start out by sharing maybe if if in that panel there was one piece of advice that came out that you would give to women who are starting out in WordPress, maybe you can share that. And then after that, if you can answer another question that we ask, which is if you've received advice, if there's a single piece of advice that you can think of that you've received and implemented in your life and what that is. The advice that I think is best was just do it. Don't be scared and just do it. Scary as hell, but once you get over that initial wall, you'll find the community is very welcoming. And I was my advice that I was given was don't give up and persevere. Mm. So those are those overlap, I guess, with each other, right? They yeah, could, exactly. They could cross. They could cross over, but that's good advice. Have you? Can you think of a time when you um, when you used that advice and it worked out right for you? Yeah, uh, the advice was not to give up. Was I went through a lot of job transition over the past two years, and I just kept going. And I've found a position now that is. When I read the job description, I'm like, "This is meant for me." I turned to my dad, and I'm like, "I was at his place," and I'm like, "Okay, this is the perfect job for me." And I got it, and I've been there six months now, and I just absolutely love it there. It's just amazing. That's awesome. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, glad to hear it. So we've talked about a lot of different things, and one of the themes that keeps coming back in, in my head is your willingness and ability and capacity to get things done to reach a goal and to push yourself hard to get there. And whether that's getting a black belt or ballroom dancing or diving into database refinement or becoming a speaker at WordCamps and ultimately an organizer and then working hard to ensure that women are welcome and that new women are feeling like they belong in the WordPress community. And I guess what I wonder with all of this um, is how do you, how do you keep that going? How do you, when the batteries run out, do you figure out a way to, recharge them in some way, shape, or form. Because I can imagine that giving in so many different ways and so many different levels is ultimately quite draining. And it's rewarding. I don't want to minimize that. And I don't want to, you know, we go for hours on this. But I guess my question is, is how do you, how do you get back on the horse? How do you recharge the batteries? How do you get back in the ring? Choose, choose the metaphor. How, what, what works for you? 
um, downtime. It's just taking some time for myself, whether it's like going to a spa or just staying home all day, ordering Chinese food and having a glass of wine and watching my favorite TV show. And just taking that time when I can shut off my brain and just having that time just to self-care is what a lot of my friends use, is the word self-care and just look after myself. And then once I feel that I've had enough time just to relax, turn off my brain, then the batteries just kind of like go from like zero to a hundred percent. I think the dog is a key, a key piece of the equation too, right? Uh, definitely. Back to, to uh, <laughs> the, the joy and stress relief that a dog can bring. So yeah. Go Sasha. Go Sasha. Go Sasha. Oh, Liam. <laughs> Jinx. You owe me a Coke. <laughs> Miriam, thank you so much for joining us. It's really been a pleasure to get to know you a little bit more. We've interacted a good amount on social media and on Slack. So it's nice to actually chat with you. And yep, thank you very much for having me. Thanks for being here. Where can people find you online? Uh, probably the best place is Twitter. In it's Miri Goldman, so M I R I G O L D M A N. And also, I have a website. I blog occasionally, mainly WordCamp recaps, or I put up my karate story, my ballroom story. Sometimes I put up tech advice. It's I don't blog often, but I like to try and do it. So that's miriamgoldman.ca and also i have an instagram where people like seeing pretty much pictures of my dog all the time or oh, good. occasional <laughs> things so that's um i believe it's dancing sensei so but that can be found that's on awesome. my website that's great i have a pet instagram that i that follows other pets so we'll definitely have to do that yeah. Miriam, it's been a huge pleasure having you on the show and getting to know you a little bit. Thank you so much for spending time with us and, and sharing. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks, Miriam. Bye. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you like what we're doing here, meeting new people in our WordPress community, we invite you to tell others about it. We're on iTunes and at hallwaychats.com. Better yet, Ask your WordPress friends and colleagues to join us on the show. Encourage them to complete the Beyond the Show form on our site to tell us about themselves.